0: This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support and happy holidays, everyone. I'm glad to be back recording. I've uh, been doing some reflection and some research and work on self and, and a little traveling in the holidays, but I'm glad to be back. So tonight we're going to be talking about authenticity or being authentic, and how do I become it? <laughs> and I think it's probably the most important question in anybody's lifetime. Most certainly it is the most important question that I had encountered in my lifetime. What does it mean to live authentically? Well, now it is important to identify what authenticity really means in the context of how we're using it today. And so according to Psychology Today, which is really when I'm doing research on this, this is my favorite definition of it, it says that individuals considered authentic are those who strive to align their actions with their core values and beliefs with the hope of discovering and then acting in sync with their true selves. I like this. I really do. And so basically it is saying that an authentic person generally will be very aware of their own values and their own beliefs. They have an understanding of them, and they will usually act in accordance faithfully to them. In no way does this mean that the person is perfect, and sometimes people uh, may confuse that with it. I don't know why, but it's sometimes confused with that. That if I am authentic somehow, it is uh, because I make no mistakes, I have no past, I have no bad behaviors or whatever the case is. But that's not true. That's not true at all. Authenticity is an idea that I know me so damn well that I usually act in accordance to who I think I am, what I believe about myself to be true. Uh, this includes behaviors that I may not like about myself, I take responsibility for, and I learn to work with them. This is great. That means the person who is working on becoming more and more authentic, and of course this happens gradually, you never stop. You never actually become fully authentic. You're going to have to work a little bit at a time in order for, for uh, you to become that. And so I don't want people to give up on that and think that they have to act it out, which ends up leading to the idea of being perfect, which of course is not, is inauthentic in every way. We don't want to be understood or be perceived in that way. I just recently been to a family gathering and I, in the middle of uh, speaking with a family member, I disclosed something about myself that was I guess in myself, I thought I was like, well, I'm good with, you know, it's my past, that's fine. But the person kind of gave me a scrunched up face and there was a little bit of judgment in their response. And they're allowed to have any response they want today in my presence because, you know, whatever it is that I did say, I have to be good enough with for me to say it out loud. And all the person's behaviors or mannerisms towards what I said is just helping me even solidify my acceptance of my past. I'm grateful for that today. I'm not blaming that person for having a judgment about it. They're absolutely free to do that in front of me. Uh, they can have any judgment about anything I say about my past, anything I disclose about my past. Because to be honest with you, if I disclose it and expect for my, for me to control other people's responses about it, then I'm being You know, fake. I'm being phony. And so that incident really got me thinking about this topic. What helped me the most in self transformation? Also, what helps in therapy? Because I'm trying to get people to really accept themselves fully as a whole, not pieces and parts of them, not parts of their past and pieces of their past pieces of their present. No, 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 the whole thing. And that requires a lot. It requires an expansion of a mental state of acceptance, like a whole large amount of expansion. And of course, this happens gradually. It is not going to happen all at one time, which is why it takes some time. But today I'm going to talk to you how to get there uh, a little bit faster (laughs) And, uh, and start the work that you need to start. Because in a lot of ways, man, oh man, oh man, when we live in alignment with our beliefs about ourselves, and when those beliefs match our actions consistently, right, as consistent as we can make them, when we are in awareness of them, then we become really living a a life that is defined as freedom. And in order for us to get there, the first step we take is to become more self-aware, aware of our own beliefs, how they play out, what, how they're acted out, how they're thought about, uh, how they're defended, and all the stuff that we do. What am I showing myself and other people consistently? Because that's exactly how I'm representing that. It's not necessarily about what other people see. However, sometimes other people give us a clue about where we're at with that, what our beliefs might look like. For example, if let's say I always thought I was just a good person, I just mind my own business, and I was just a professional person at work. But then I gossip on the side with co-workers. And maybe one day, somebody lets me know that I gossip. And that somehow it comes to my attention that I talk about other people and I'm really not in fact as professional as I thought I was. Most of the time we become offended when somebody confronts us that way. But if we really think about it, it is the clue that we need. When somebody points it out on us, we want to take a pause and then check to see is there in fact a little bit of truth in what they said. And if there is, if you feel in that point convicted about it, then in this case, this is where we decide to change. We own that deficit and then we decide to make it better. So on purpose at work, I will make sure that I do not talk about other coworkers. I will make sure that if other people are gossiping, I will leave or I'll excuse myself uh, politely as to not engage in that. So that's what I mean about people give us a clue about what we do consistently because I may think, oh man, I'm a professional, I'm really good, I'm entitled to my opinion, I think I'm right when I judge people, but then all of a sudden another person has a conflict with it and points it out in us, and we get really offended, oh my god, that happens to a lot of people, but we never check to see if in fact it could be a truth, you know, and work on it, I love those moments. I love those moments where I get to a place where I'm like, "Oh my God, I just acted in a way <laughs> that goes against what I thought I was," and I get to fix that. When I become aware of it, it's a beautiful opportunity for me to get to fixing it, and that is where we see transformation occur when we start to now really become what we think we are. If I am a professional person, that means I do not gossip at work, no matter what the situation is. I do not discuss supervisors. I do not discuss co-workers. It's not my business. And then I do that consistently. And eventually, I'll be very much presenting myself in the way that I believe. And that's what authenticity is. It is truly that. It's truly self-acceptance of your own positive and negative aspects of me and everything in between, all of it. So I become a whole person rather than pieced off rejecting aspects of myself and some aspects I'll accept because they're acceptable. I need us to look at ourselves as all is, in my mind, acceptable. Uh, I'm allowed to look at myself in those areas compassionately. And once my self-talk sounds more compassionate, then I'm able to correct myself without the shame, without the guilt, and become more mobile in my change, more fluid in my change. But if I resist because of my shame, my pride, my ego that says, no, 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 I'm not it, then I'll become fake, right? I'll pretend I really am. But in fact, that is not how I represent myself, and I don't fix it because my ego and my pride will not let me admit that I have this aspect that needs to be changed. It's an unhappy life to live. It's miserable, darn it. I want for people to live as authentic as they can in this lifetime. And to do that, really, really, we got to look at aspects of us that we may reject, we may judge, we may not want to see. Um, even aspects that gets pointed out, whether nicely or not so kindly by other people. We want to look at those things and uh, take what's ours and leave the rest. Take responsibility for our change. That's what it's all about. That's what authenticity is all about. And the more you do that, the more you become, you become exactly what you want to become. And you start living it, acting it. If you show up to work late you know, most, most days of the week, but you say, no, I'm, I'm really consistent. I'm really a great worker. And then you get pulled in the office because you are a few minutes late, but you say, well, it's just a few minutes. Then (laughs) you're still protect, you're still kind of making excuses for it or justifications to continue on with that behavior. And whether it's a few minutes or an hour, it's still late. And that's the truth. When I take responsibility for that, then I can change it. Then I can make sure I'm 10 minutes early standing outside while they open up the doors for work and I can walk in. All that is wonderful for us to look at. Today, I like to think feedback from others is a benefit in so many ways because they take a look at blind spots that I may not be aware of. And it's like a heads up. I can talk to myself gently and kindly and maneuver and enhance these aspects in me. So this way I can make them consistent with what I really think I am. So I want to be dependable, timely, wonderful. Then that means I turn in my paperwork in on time uh, and on purpose. I also come to work, make it on time. Now, what if it's something about your past that you may not be proud of, right? Um, let's say you were uh in a profession that maybe others would have seen as, I don't know, whatever that is, shameful or what have you. And it's brought up in front of you. Now, you might be asking yourself, how do I deal with that? How do I make sure that I don't avoid conversations about my past? Or I don't get upset when somebody brings up my past and I just don't feel right with it. And all I want to do is run or fight them because I want to change their mind. You know, well, this is the thing. I want us to stop fighting other people. and We don't need to do that anymore. This is about us accepting our past. All of it. (laughs) All of it. Accepting does not necessarily mean I have to agree with it. Accepting just means I have to make peace with it. Know that it is there. I accept its presence and now let's take it a step further. Not only do I accept its presence, what I'm asking you to do tonight about anything about your past that you may not be right with, that you may be ashamed of or want to hide or definitely don't want any, anybody else to bring up, I want you to start owning it. It was never a waste, people. Living life was never a waste. And understanding that we had to learn from making decisions and finding out whether they worked or didn't work, finding out whether I liked them or didn't like them. I got to really own up these aspects of my past. Because if I continue to run away and hide from them, it'll just create an inner conflict that I live with for the rest of my life. Not only do I fear other people's perceptions of me at any time, but I start disliking myself. I'm running away from myself. And living in conflict with yourself like that does not elevate the quality of your life. It actually brings it down quite a bit. So going back to authenticity and becoming it, we really want to take a look at our past compassionately. Know that it was never a mistake. It was never a waste of time. But understand it with the eye of compassion, with the eye of understanding and intelligence. Look at your past, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, and own it. I'd like you to visualize yourself having a conversation with it, seeking to understand it. I would like you to practice this by either visualizing you talking about your past or actually doing it, whether it's in a car, practicing it, talking about your past, in a way where you respect yourself and respect your experiences because you had them. We're not going to want to go to the past and wish it wasn't the same. I should have done this. I should have done that. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. The thing is today, you know what to do because of the past. If it wasn't for the past, I wouldn't know what to do today. So I'm thankful for it, no matter what it may have caused me to do. And when we study resilient people, When you find out that the majority of resilient people tend to make meaning of their suffering, they understand their suffering, they understand it with more depth and more quality, no matter what the hell it is. And you guys, it's not just within me. I I have to work with other people on this as part of my profession. So if I am not okay with me and I have not talked about aspects of myself and have rejected aspects of myself from the past, then I would not be able to talk to other people about it. So for me, it's a double whammy. I get to work on myself. And for me working on myself, then I can understand how to help people make sense out of their suffering, understand it was never just wasted suffering, because that would be a tragic thing. Never, never was wasted. So it has a purpose in our life. It shows us How to transcend it and to get out of the pain and the suffering to get out. And that allows us to grow, allows us to transform and live authentically down to earth. So the next time you're confronted with a person who brings up something about you that you do not like about yourself or that you think you're not, I want you to take a pause. I want you to shake your head, nod your head and say, you know, thank you for the feedback or I will definitely consider what you're saying and I want you to really go home, take what you need from what they said, whatever it may be showing you about yourself that you may not be in alignment with yet, you may not be in acceptance with yet, take that and sit with it, make peace with it, befriend it, shake its hands. Whatever that may be. And I know if, uh, to include myself, I've met many people with pasts that they may not feel like they can share with other people or feel comfortable that if anybody fr- brings it up, I'm, I'm going to be fine. And they may avoid places, people, situations. So this way they can avoid talking about those things. And that just, it's, it's saddening because it's not necessary. And when these situations can be, can provide an opportunity for us to, to expand, to transcend into authenticity, why would I want anybody to avoid? Why would I want anybody to avoid walk away from those situations? So let's get started. All of us on that. Go ahead and do that homework of taking what you may not accept about yourself, whatever that is. If, for example, you didn't finish school, if you um, used to work as an exotic dancer, if you, uh let's see, if you had murdered someone from in the past and had done time, you know, whatever that may be that you may not be right with, I need you to get right with it. You deserve in this lifetime to get right with you, to make peace with you. Because as long as you don't make any peace with that, you are not making peace with yourself in this lifetime. I've had many patients tell me, You know, I'm no good because I've done this and this. And they keep score of things in the past. And they bring those things up. They have a habit of bringing those things up and shaming themselves. And this ends up resulting in, of course, depressive symptoms. And we lay in bed all day long. We avoid people, avoid things. We kind of sit in that self-pity. But all this can be avoided simply by accepting you, all pieces of you. Sitting there, really talking to yourself about yourself. Now, I love doing this work with somebody else. Uh, sometimes I don't have the ability to think of myself in different ways than I've thought about myself in the same way for years. And so I like when I get to do that aspect of working on myself, working on accepting myself with another person. Now, the, a great person to work with usually is a therapist or a counselor who um, can help you through this process of authenticity, But feel free to work with, you know, for example, a sponsor, a 12-step program sponsor. That also helps us get to a place where we accept all aspects of ourselves. So this can be also done in um, a spiritual way, through a spiritual teacher. Whatever it is, you need to process, work through with yourself, learn its benefits because it's already been experienced. So there's a benefit to that experience. No matter what it is, there's a benefit to that experience. And your job is to look at yourself in that way and really make peace. Really make peace. It has, like I said, it's helpful to do it with another person because they can get you out of your own thinking patterns. But if you are not able to do that, you can still do this work by identifying those things on a piece of paper, having a conversation with yourself, getting those, looking at those situations where you avoid as an opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit more, whether it's through the opinions of others or feedback from work, whatever it is, I look at those opportunities as a way to find out about myself and about the blind spots in which I'm not aware of. That's good. That's okay. That's how I change. No more excuses. No more justifications. Today, we are all getting right with ourselves. You owe nobody an explanation about your life. You don't need to defend anything about your life. All you need to do is own it so darn well that if a person ever brings it up in front of you, you're at peace with it. They're allowed to bring it up without you arguing it. And basically, in that experience is that the statement came out of their mouth. They have to own that statement. You have no reason to defend it. They came up with a judgment. They came up with an opinion about it. That's fine. They're allowed to have it. This means something about them. It does not mean much about you if you are right with you. If you already know and understand your past and make peace with it, no excuses, no justifications, then you're free from having to prove anything to anyone. And at that point, you are truly practicing your authentic life. You're right in it. How beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light. And remember that the journey to authenticity is a freedom for all. This has been an episode of Drive Through.